Hey, audio listener people. Um, I've been broadcasting video for nearly a minute. But uh, yeah, no, just turn the audio on. Uh, how's it going? I'm Thomas. This is the Bible. Um, no, I don't actually have a Bible with me. I, it's, it's over across the room. I'm not going to get it. I could have introduced my Bible to the, uh, to the viewers. But uh, yeah, episode 73. We're on 2 Samuel chapter 14. We're going to read... 14, 15, 16, 17. This one's pretty damn boring, unfortunately, but uh, I'll do my best despite being plastered. No, that's not true. <laughs> despite being slightly lethargic with red wine. All right. <clears throat> now, Joab. Okay, so what happened last? I can't even read a word without stopping. Now, uh, last episode, where were we? I need, I, I need like a voiceover guy to be like, or no, I need somebody that's not me because I can't already this podcast takes too much time but somebody to do like a previously previously on thomas and the bible and it'll be like the shots like oh i'm okay what are some characters involved david you can't banish absalom he's got a you know deal i can't go i don't remember what happened yesterday so i cannot remember what happened in the last episode but i need it that's why i need someone else to like make a previously previously on thomas and the bible and then it'll be dramatically like, and then every single previously is going to end with like somebody holding a gun on another person, even though that's never happened in the Bible. I can pretty safely say that hasn't happened yet. And it'll like, duh, you know, like the tense music, like, duh, and then you find out what happens. And then it always ends up that the next episode, nothing happens. Like there's a guy holding a gun, you know, it's like, oh, that person's dead. And then you wait a week for the next show and then they go. Oh, this is just a fake gun or something. Like, it's always nothing. I, it's funny how that works. Anyway, um, Absalom, I think Absalom killed. So there's a brother that raped a half-sister, I believe, and Absalom killed that brother because he was a another, son from another mother. <laughs> and <laughs> um, brother from another mother. And so now, so Absalom left. I don't think that David banished him. I think he just left. Because he felt like he felt the sting of banishment coming. He's like, ah, I better I better get out of here. So that's where we were. Now Joab, the son of... Now I'm reading. Now Joab, the son of Zeruiah, perceived that the king's heart was toward Absalom. And Joab sent Tekoa and fetched... then oh, Sent to Tekoa and fetched thence a wise woman. And said unto her, I pray thee, feign thyself to be a mourner. Sorry, adjusting my mic. Uh, feign thyself to be a mourner, and put on now mourning apparel. Uh, doth, doth don you now your mourning, ye mourning apparel. Um, and anoint not thyself with oil, but be as a woman that had a long time mourned for the dead. It's interesting. So if you're mourning, you don't oil. Don't oil up. And come to the king and speak on this manner unto them, unto him. So Joab put the words in her mouth. That's <laughs> That's what they're calling it these days, those days. Um, excuse me. And when the women of Tekoa, sorry, there's so much moving crap on the site. It keeps distracting me because it's ad supported, obviously, because it's, you know, free. And when the woman of Tekoa spake to the king, she fell on her face to the ground and did obeisance and said, help, O king. And the king said unto her, what aileth thee? And she answered, I am indeed a widow woman. And mine husband, isn't that the first tell that she says, I am indeed a widow? <laughs> She's pretending to be a widow. I don't know if you got that. Joab has like this plot to get the king to ask. For, that's my cat. I don't know if you could hear that. To ask for Absalom to come back. And his plot involves having this woman tell him that she's a widow and stuff. So her saying, I am indeed a widow woman. Like is not a good way to start. Wouldn't you just say, I'm a widow. And... <laughs> And mine husband is dead. <laughs> now she and, and she's getting, she's already the jig is up. Like she's already, I am definitely a widow. And on top of that, my husband's dead. <laughs> I think she'd probably just say, my husband is dead, or I am a Joe Soy widow, not <laughs> not I am indeed a widow. Anyone, anyway, anyway. Uh, and thy handmaid had two sons. And when she says thy handmaid, she means herself. 
which gets, I know it doesn't sound confusing, but when you're trying to follow this book and constantly people are saying like thy servant, meaning themselves, like you're trying to follow all these weird pronouns, gets old, gets old. No one can say I ever, like except the king. I think he's the only one who says I. Everyone else says like, has some weird roundabout way of referring to themselves. Uh, my ha- handmaid had two sons, and they strove together in a field, and I took the one that was less traveled. <laughs> and there was none to part them but the one that smote the other and slew him. And behold, the whole family is risen against thine handmaid. And they said, Deliver him that smote his brother, that we may kill him uh, for the life of his brother that he slew. Uh, and we will destroy the air also. And, uh, and so they shall quench my coal, which is left, and shall not leave to my husband neither name nor remainder upon the earth. And the king said to the woman, Go to thine house, and I will give charge concerning thee. And the woman of Tako said unto her king, My lord, O king, the iniquity be on me and my father's house, and the king and his throne be guiltless. And the king said, What's, Whosoever saith aught unto thee, bring him to me, and he shall not touch thee any more. Then she said, I pray thee, let the king remember the Lord thy God, that thou wouldest not suffer the revengers of blood to destroy any more, lest they destroy my son. And he said, As the Lord liveth, there shall not one hair of thy son fall to the earth. That's probably not true. Um, okay, so what's happening there is, tune in next week when I'm finished taking a uh, drink of water to tell you. No, uh, what's happening is that, like I said, Joab formed this plot where he's going to have some woman um, pretend to be a widow and then say, like, the king's exact exact situation. <laughs> and then that's going to, like, convince, trick the king into realizing that he needs to bring... Absalom back, I guess, which is kind of funny. Then the woman said, Let mine, let thine handmaid, I pray thee, speak one word unto my lord the king. And he said, Say on. And the woman said, Wherefore then hast thou thought such a thing against the people of God? For the king doth speak this thing as one which is faulty, in that the king doth not fetch home against his banished. So that's her now. She's kind of broaching the actual subject and saying, um, and saying, you know, oh, also, while I'm here, <laughs> funny, I just, you know, should remember, you also, I'm pretty sure, have a son who's banished, I want to say. I, is that right? Is that you, Mr. King? Yeah. No, you had a son who was banished. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I remember now. Um, why don't you ask him back to, <laughs> I love this, like, really sly way of, I don't like putting quotes, but, uh. Damn it, I shouldn't have said anything. The listeners never would have known. I used air quotes for no reason. This, I think I meant to do jazz hands. Jazz hands. The sly, I keep hitting the mic, sly way of, um, you know, hinting to the king that he needs to let Absalom back into the kingdom. Uh, for we must needs die and are as water split on the ground, which cannot be gathered up again. Neither doth God respect... See, this is before they knew anything about evaporation. Mm-hmm. This is proof that the... They don't know anything about science. Just saying. And uh, which cannot be gathered up again. Neither doth God respect any person. <laughs> really? Yet he doth... Yet doth he devise means that his banished be not expelled from him. So she's saying, like... Look, God hates anyone who doesn't make sure someone who's banished can come back. Like, <laughs> like she's trying to put it in general terms, like it's some rule that everybody knows. Look, everyone knows that God doesn't like people who, if they have a son who kills another son, they get banished, like doesn't let that son... Everyone knows that. Come on. Um, But I guess that, you know, this is the this is the plot that they came up with. Now, therefore, that I am come to speak of this thing unto my lord the king, it is because the people have made me afraid. And thy handmaid said, I will now speak unto the king. It may be that the king will perform the request of this handmaid, of his handmaid, sorry. For the king will hear to deliver his handmaid out of the hand of the man that would destroy me and my son together out of the inheritance of God. Then thine handmaid said, The word of God 
uh, of my lord the king, sorry, not the word of God, the word of my lord the king shall now be comfortable. For as an angel of God, so is my lord the king to discern good and bad. Therefore, the Lord God will be with thee. Hmm. Ah, where am I? Oh, yeah. Then the king answered and said unto the woman, Hide not from me, I pray thee, the thing that I shall ask thee. Uh, I'm sorry. I should take this this quick opportunity to give a shout out to my first live listener, uh, live viewer, maybe just, I don't know. Username Belgarath. That's pretty cool. Sounds Lord of the Rings-ish, but it's probably not. Um, the Balrog of Balgarath. Um, and uh, yeah, thanks for being my first live viewer ever. I mean, I, it's not really necessary that anyone watch live, but um, I'm not going to forbid it. And, <laughs> and uh, you know, it, it, however anyone wants to watch or listen to this crap, I'm fine with. So I just want to give a little thanks to, uh, to that. Thanks for being a big, big fan. Um, okay. The Bible. <laughs> Step one, the Bible. Where was I? Uh, Moses. Uh, no. Um, Hide not from me, I pray thee, this thing that I shall ask thee. And the woman said, uh, Let my lord, the king, now speak. And the king said, Is it not the hand of Joab with thee in all this? And the woman answered and said, ah, As thy soul liveth, my lord, the king, none can turn to the right hand nor to the left from aught that my lord, the king, hath spoken hmm. uh, for thy servant Joab he bade me and he put all these words in my mouth of thine handmaid so <laughs> so it was like essentially them like them saying you know the king was like wait a minute did Joab put you up to this and she's like oh you got you got me you can come out guys all right bring the, yeah, the camera look at the camera <laughs> you should have seen your face though when you thought that I was just another widow who was telling you some suspiciously coincidental thing about, you know, that applies to your life. Um, <laughs> like, oh, come out, guys. Come on. <laughs> oh, I'm never letting my son back. No. Um, so he guessed it. I don't know how he guessed it. You know, despite her saying, I'm like, she's shifting her eyes the whole time. I'm a, 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 a widow whose, whose husband has died. I'm one of those widows. Uh, and, you know, despite all that. Yes, Mr. Kitty? I don't know. Do you know my name's my cat's name is Mr. Kitty, by the way. I'm sure a lot of people have claimed that, but that's I took a patent out on no, I trademarked he is the actual Mr. Kitty. He's the only Mr. Kitty. Um but he just made some loud noise. Probably have to go uh kick his butt because he ruined something again. Because that's all he does. I don't know if do you guys have nice cats that don't just ruin all your things? Because that's all mine does. Anyway. Uh okay, where was I? To fetch Yes. So she confessed it. Like, yes, it was Joab. To fetch about this form of speech hath thy servant Joab done this thing, and my lord is wise, according to the wisdom of an angel of God, to know all things that are in the earth, because surely this is one thing that is in the earth. And the king, I added that last bit, by the way, and the king said unto Joab, Behold, now uh, I have done this thing. Go, therefore, bring the young man Absalom again. And Joab fell to the ground on his face. And bowed himself and thanked the king. And Joab said, Today thy servant knoweth that I have found grace in thy sight, my lord, O king, and that the king hath fulfilled the request of his servant. So Joab arose and went to Geshur and brought Absalom to Jerusalem. <laughs> and the king said, Let him turn to his own house and let him not see my face. And I don't really know why he does this. And people... Uh, People, uh, Belgarath is saying he can't hear Mr. Kitty. Well, that's good. He just made some sort of noise. I can never tell what comes through on the audio. He's not meowing right now. He's, he currently was just wrecking, just pushing over the refrigerator. <laughs> you know, like, uh, all that kind of stuff. Um, anyway, uh, so Absalom returned to his own house and saw not the king's face. So the king, uh, told Joab, like, all right, fine, you can bring him back, tell him to come back, um, but he can't see my face. And I don't really know why he said that. Um, can't really figure out that, and the notes say they don't really understand either, but that's what happened. But in all of Israel, there is none uh, to be so much praised as Absalom for his beauty. From the sole of his foot, even to the crown of his head, there was no blemish in him. And... <laughs> 
And when he pulled his head, um, so yeah, that's that's kind of funny. The notes sort of acknowledge that um, probably the the only reason anyone gave a shit about this guy, like the whole t- apparently the whole city was like, man, where's that Absalom? We need you can't banish your own son, bring him back. And the only reason they said this was because he's he's apparently really hot, really good looking. <laughs> so all the you know all the ladies were like, where's that Absalom? It is not fair for the king to banish someone that hot from the kingdom. It's just not a good practice. God would not like that. Um, and so, and the, and the Bible, even some of the notes, not the Bible, the notes were saying like, yeah, that's, that's probably why anyone cared because otherwise who cares? And, uh, and when they pulled his head, and I like the idea that he has not a blemish from the sole of his foot to the top of his head, um, not one blemish. Um, and when he pulled his head for, and that means cut his hair, pulled his head, I don't know, P-O-L-L-E-D. For it was at every year's end that he pulled it because the hair was heavy on him. Therefore, he pulled it, in parentheses. He weighed the hair of his head at 200 shekels after the king's weight. <laughs> I love this too, because I looked at the notes and the notes say like, um... Well, I don't know. Basically, that said, like, every year he'd cut his hair, and it was 20 pounds, essentially, is what the the Bible just said. Every year, 20 pounds of hair. And the note says, like, that's probably not right. That's that's way too incredible. It was probably more like 20 shekels, which is, I don't know, like, 6 pounds or something. Did I say 20 pounds? It was originally 6 pounds, and then 20, whatever. The point is, (laughs) the Bible said it was 6 pounds. A pound would be way too much, but 6 pounds. And then the note said, like, there's no way that's true. And I just love, <laughs> I love him saying the note, whoever wrote those notes saying, that's too incredible. I, I will not believe that. Like, how do you decide that's too incredible? You know, you're reading the Bible. Everything in it is ludicrous, pretty much. But then someone says that this person's hair weighed six pounds every year. And they're like, nah, nah, nah <laughs> please stop with the ridiculous statements. You know, like, you know, the arc, that was fine. No one ever said. Like, this couldn't have happened. <laughs> I just love how you decide that. Like, it just goes to show that people sort of have, the, have this weird tunnel vision when it comes to anything that applies to, you know, the real crux of the story um, and the real purpose of the Bible. Any, any of the main miracles, people are like, those happen, they just happen, yeah, 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 they happen. Water to wine, uh, you know, Noah's Ark, all that crap, that all happened. Burning bush, that definitely happened, you can't dispute it. But then someone says, like, I cut off my hair every year and it's six pounds. No, please. That's ridiculous. Like, how do you di- distinguish? Anyway. Um, oh, surely you heard that. Wait, maybe you can see it. Hold on. I'll get down. Oh, there's Mr. Kitty. Mr. Kitty sighting. Now, this is why you guys need to tune in to the video version. Oh, he's gone. Like a flash. He's, he knew he was on camera. Um, holy shit, two viewers. Oh, he did it again. Must be that kitty viewer, the uh, viewer detector, though. That's probably what that is. Probably not two viewers. It's, yeah, it's my cat's moving in and out of range of the cat view detector. Anyway, um, what the hell was I talking about? So the cat's going nuts, and surely you hear, you hear those blinds going crazy. Now, it's like he's doing that. To, holy shit, cat. All right. I don't know what I'm going to do about this. Oh, whatever. Um, what What am I reading? Where am I? Uh, 26. 26. So, yeah, the here. So, unto Absalom, uh, there were born three sons and one daughter, uh, whose name was Tamar. She was a woman of fair countenance. So Absalom dwelt two full years in Jerusalem and saw not the king's face. It's all right. The king's face isn't really that great. Uh, there, it's not as good looking as Absalom's. Um, therefore, Absalom sent for Joab. Uh, so he's a little pissed about this, I guess. Sent for Joab to have him sent to the king, but he would not come to him. And when he sent again the second time, he would not come. Therefore, he said unto his servants, See, Joab's field is near mine, and he hath barley there. Go and set it on fire. <laughs> and Absalom's servants set the field on fire. Jeez. Uh, and then Joab arose and came to Absalom, um, unto his house and said unto him, 
Wherefore have thy servants set my field on fire? What did I do? And uh, and Absalom answered Joab, Behold, I send unto thee, saying, Come hither, that I may send thee to the king, to say, Wherefore am I come from Geshur? It had been good for me to have been there still. Now therefore, let me see the king's face, and if there be any iniquity in me, let him kill me. So Joab came to the king and told him, and when he had called for Absalom, he came to the king and bowed himself on his face to the ground before the king, and the king kissed Absalom. Okay, so that's the end of that chapter. Oh, there's my kitty. I thought about grabbing him because he tends to calm down if I try to try to grab him. Um, so that's, we're going on in chapter 15. So, so yeah, um, Absalom, um, Absalom, just, uh, the king wasn't letting him see his face. And so Absalom asked Joab a couple times, like, hey, can I see the king? And Joab just blew him off and then he burns down his field. <laughs> it's kind of, uh, kind of rash action. Like, you know, you, I, I asked to see the king and you didn't let me. So I'm going to burn down your field. And it came to pass after this. This is a bit of foreshadowing as to um, uh, Absalom's character, by the way. Absalom prepared him chariots and horses and 50 men to run before him. And Absalom rose up early and stood beside the way of the gate. And it was so that when any man had a controversy come to the king for judgment, then Absalom called unto him and said, Of what city art thou? And he said, Thy servant is of one of the tribes of Israel. And Absalom said unto him, See, thy matters are good and right, but there is no man deputed. Deputed. That's interesting. Like deputy. Deputed? I don't know. Deputed. Of the king to hear thee. Absalom said, Moreover, Oh, that I were made judge in the land, that every man which hath any suit or cause might come to me, and I would do him justice. And it was so that when any man came nigh to him to do him obeisance, he put forth his hand and took him and kissed him. Uh, and on this manner did Absalom to all Israel that came to uh, the king for judgment. So Absalom stole the hearts of the men of Israel. <laughs> yeah, you just got to kiss, kiss a man. And he goes, you stole my heart. Um, so yeah, this is Absalom for some reason. Even though it seems like the king has been plenty nice to him, he the king let him kill one of his brothers. He's just yeah, go kill him, whatever. I never liked that one, and uh, and never really banished him. He left himself, and then uh, the king asks for him back, and sure he doesn't let him see him for a little bit, but whatever. And and now all of a sudden he's plotting against him. So I think this comes back to. Um, uh, some sort of curse that David had for doing something wrong. I don't remember what. <laughs> it's hard to keep track of what little tiny thing every person did that pissed off God. But David did something that pissed off the Lord. Um, and so he's cursed. So maybe that's what this is. Like this is some sort of, you know, payback. Okay. Um, okay. And it came to pass after 40 years, which every... Uh, Every note says that must be four years. It must be a typo, a printo, translate O. Um, Forty years, we'll say four because that's what it says. That Absalom said unto the king, I pray thee, let me go and pay my vow, which I have vowed unto the Lord in Hebron. For thy servant vowed a while ago. Uh, sorry, I was checking my spot. Yes. Um, but, 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 vowed a while ago, uh, for the while I abode in Gesher in Syria, saying... If the Lord shall bring me indeed to Jerusalem, then I will serve the Lord. And the king said unto him, Go in peace. So he rose and went to Hebron. See, the king's still being nice to him. I, I don't understand why this guy doesn't like the king. His father? I was going <laughs> to say half-father <laughs> for a second. I don't think that's a real thing. I have told you guys before how shitty I am with family type things, but... Uh, because he's a half-brother to some of the king's other kids. But I almost said he's his half-father, for crying out loud. Um, but that's uh, just... Correct me if I'm wrong, you know, my two viewers in the chat. But I think half-father is not a real stepfather. But that's not what he is. Anyway, his half-father. <laughs> half I want to know how that works. Like, how do you become a half-father? Um, 
I guess you're just cut in half, obviously. The only only explanation I could think of. So chapter 15. Uh, yes, I was on... Uh, go in peace. See, his half-father is nice to him. But Absalom sent spies throughout all the tribes of Israel, saying, As soon as ye hear the sound of the trumpet, then ye shall say, Absalom reigneth in Hebron. And when So Absalom's plotting against his father, as I've sort of said. And with Absalom went two hundred men out of Jerusalem that were called, and they went in their simplicity, and they knew not anything. Not anything. <laughs> not a single thing. Um, and Absalom... <laughs> Someone asked him, Hey, uh, what time... I don't know any things. That sounds like a question. I know no things. That's it, except for how to say this. That's all I know. Um, and Absalom sent for Ahithophel, the Gilanite, David's counselor. Oh, yeah, Ahithophel. Ahithophel. He comes in um, important. He comes in important. I was going to say comes in handy, but... Yeah, I, sh- I, really, <laughs> I really shouldn't drink before I do these episodes. I don't know. Sorry. Uh... <laughs> David's counselor from his city, even from Gilo, while he offered sacrifices. And the conspiracy was strong for the people. Conspiracy is strong in this one. For the people increased continually with Absalom. So basically everyone likes that. He's so damn good looking. He's so hot. What's that? I mean, I'll be honest with you. I'll come clean. I voted for Absalom um, last Israeli election. Um, he's just he's so good looking. Have you seen him? He's hot. I can't help it. I don't, I, I don't know. I just vote with my... My eyes, you know. I, uh. And there came a messenger to David, saying, The hearts of men of Israel are after Absalom and his beautiful face. And his, come to think of it, I'm going to go follow him too. And David said unto all his servants that were with him at Jerusalem, Arise, and let us flee, for we shall not escape from Absalom. Make speed to depart, lest he overtake us suddenly and bring evil upon us and spite the city, smite the city with the edge of the sword. Ah, uh, yeah. So, what a strong-willed king we have here, because... Oh, there's that guy. Oh, as usual. <clears throat> because uh, someone said, like, Hey, I think I heard a just total rumor. Sort of thought I heard something that sounded like that Absalom, you know, people might be rallying around him. And the king's like, holy shit, let's get out of here. Shit, 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 shit. Run! Everybody, okay, let's clear the city. Get out of here. Get everything. Take everything. No, take nothing. We don't have time. Take... Take nothing, get out, clear in the city. We, like, he just leaves. He hears that for, he's, he hears one sentence about it. And he's like, uh, okay, we're out. We're out of this city. <laughs> it's kind of weird. Um, I don't know why he didn't try to win the people back or, you know, do an ad campaign saying like, hi, uh, if you don't know me, I'm the less good looking than my son. <laughs> I'm half father to Absalom. And, <laughs> you know, put out a little uh, posters or something. I want you to continue to uh, be my people and not murder me. I don't know. I Look, I'm not a PR person. I don't know how to do this stuff. But I'm just saying, he's the king. He has good PR people at his disposal, I would think. And they could come up with some sort of campaign. Um, and, you know, try to get it, get the favor back. And the king's servant said on the king, Behold, thy servants are ready to do whatsoever... My lord, the king shall appoint. And the king went forth and all his household after him. And the king left 10 women, (laughs) um, which were concubines to keep the house. And the king went forth and all the people after him and tarried in a place that was far off. And all his servants passed on beside him. And all the Cherethites and the Pelethites and the Gittites, 600 men, which came after him from Gath, Passed on before the king. Then said the king to Ittai the Gittite, uh, Wherefore goest thou also with us? Return to thy place and abide with the king, for thou art a stranger and also an exile. Whereas thou camest but yesterday, should I this day make thee go up and down with us? Seeing I go whither I may, return thou and take back thy brethren. Mercy and truth be with thee. And Ittai answered the king and said, As the Lord liveth, and as my lord the king liveth, surely in what place my lord the king shall be, whether in death or life, even there also will thy servant be. And David said to Ittai, Go and pass over. And Ittai the Jittite passed over, and all his men and all the little ones that were with him. And all the country wept with a loud voice. 
and all the people passed over. And the king also himself passed over the, bo- uh, the brook Kidron, and all the people passed over toward the way of the wilderness. 24. And lo, Zadok also, and all the Levites were with him, bearing the Ark of the Covenant of God. And they set down the Ark of God, and Abiathar went up uh, until all the people had done passing out of the city. And the king said unto Zadok, Carry back the Ark of the God in this city. And they're like, Why did you make me carry it this far to begin with? God damn it. What do you think this thing is, is light? It weighs hundreds of pounds. And we carry it for miles. And then you say, Oh, ah, hey, take that Ark all the way back. Um, God, God damn it. Um, <laughs> if I shall find favor in the eyes of the Lord, there must be, there must be a stray cat nearby because it says I have three viewers. So clearly that must be the cat viewer detector, uh, going nuts with it. You know, I'm next to a, a window over here. Maybe there's a stray cat that is in the range of the kitty finder saying like, Oh, you got another cat viewer. The King also said unto Zadok, the priest, I'm sorry, I skipped. I don't know why I'm apologizing. That would be the best day of your lives if I skipped some of this terrible reading. Um, <laughs> so he's basically saying, uh, take that ark back. Uh, I just wanted you guys to get some exercise carrying it all the way with us for a few miles. Take it back and leave it there because if the Lord likes me at all, then he'll spare me and, um, you know, I don't. the ark's going to get damaged. Um and, uh, you know, I, I don't want to, I don't want that to happen. So take it back into the city. And if the Lord loves me, like I know he does, then, um, you know, it'll be fine. And if not, then I'll be dead and who cares? Which is really the attitude everyone should ever have if they believe in God. Like, whatever, you know, he's in control. Um, you know, if, uh, if, if he likes me, then I'm, I'm fine. If not, I'm dead. What? Okay. Where did I stop? I need some better way to keep track of where I stopped. I'm trying not to click my mouse a bunch because it gets annoying, but uh, maybe I need to uh, highlight more stuff. Um, uh, Passing out of the city. Carry back. And she goes, but if thus he say, I have no... Del- okay, so that's what he's saying. If I find favor in the eyes of the Lord, he will bring me again and shew me both it and his habitation. But if he thus say, I have no delight in thee, behold... Here am I, let him do to me as seemeth good unto him. Well, you know, fair, fair, uh, fair play there. The king said also unto Zadok the priest, uh, Art not thou a seer? Return into the city in peace, and your two sons with you, Ahimaz, thy son, and Jonathan, the son of Abiathar. See, I will tarry in the plain of the wilderness until there come word from you to certify me. Zadok, therefore, and Abiathar carried the ark of God again to Jerusalem, and they tarried there. And David went up by the ascent of Mount Olivet, and wept as he went up, and had his head covered, and he went barefoot. And all the people that was with him covered every man his head, and went up weeping as they went. Because <laughs> I always picture whenever this happens, and it happens a ton, there's a, you know, Mel Brooks character says like walk this way and then the king does whatever the king does you have to do like if he's crying you have to be like uh ah. like i don't i don't know how pretend crying works but it must get really really obnoxious when there's like 50 people that are all like shit he's crying again uh, 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 sad. like how that many people pretend crying um and and one told david saying ahithopel ahithopel the guy who i said would come in handy, <laughs> would come in important later, is among the conspirators, uh, conspirators with Absalom. And David said, Ah, Lord, I pray thee, turn the counsel of Ahithopel into foolishness. Because apparently this guy is like the smartest guy in the land. And the king is really worried that like he's getting advice from Ahith- the Ahithopel? <laughs> the very one famous Ahithopel? No. And so he prays to God that he turns Ahithopel's wisdom to crap so that um oh shit well who's the bad guy abima ahimothar i already lost it abiathar abiathar no who's the bad guy absalom god damn it it's like epsilon anyway uh so that uh he'll get bad counsel and then uh you know absalom will mess up or something and then he can take back over it came to pass that when david was at the top of the mount where he worshiped god behold Hushai, the archite, came to meet him with his coat rent 
and earth upon his head. Unto whom David said, If thou passest on with me, then thou shalt be a burden unto me. But if thou return to the city and say unto Absalom, I will be thy servant, O king, as I have been thy father's servant hitherto, so now will I also be thy servant. Then thou mayest, uh, then mayest thou for me defeat the counsel of Ahithophel. And so he's saying like, okay, I just prayed that Ahithophel's counsel will be crap. Now I need you to go back and provide other counsel to um, Epsilon. Uh, can't remember my son's name. I'm only his half-father after all. I can't, I can't remember. <laughs> Look, if I had to remember every half-child I had, I would. Uh, there'd be nothing left. No, no brain left for ruling. So uh, he says, you go back and you give him bad counsel, bad counsel, and tell him, uh, and that way he'll suck. That's essentially, in so many words. No, those actually were the exact words of the Bible. And that way he will suck. But if thou return, no, that's it. And thou hast not, and hast thou not there with the Zadok and Abiathar the priests, Therefore it shall be that what thing soever thou shalt hear of the king's house, thou shalt tell it to Zadok and Abiathar the priests. Uh, behold, they have there with them their two sons, Ahimaaz Zadok's son, and Jonathan Abiathar's son. And by them shall ye send me everything that ye can hear. So Hushai, David's friend, came into the city, and Absalom came into Jerusalem. Okay, that's the end of that chapter. Sorry, I've got like bad cotton mouth going on from the... Uh, before aforementioned drinking that happened. It's a bad idea. Definitely a bad idea. It was a really good idea at the time, though. Oh, I don't need to go through my notes because I don't have shit for these chapters. They suck. So we got chapter 16 and 17 to go. Okay. Um, and when David was a little past the top of the hill, behold, Ziba, the servant of Mephibosheth, met, met him with a couple of asses saddled, and upon them two hundred loaves of bread, and a hundred bunches of raisins, and a hundred summer fruits, and a bottle of wine. And the king said unto Ziba, What? People had a lot of time there back then to count out exactly how many of everything there was. If you were this guy, wouldn't you just say, Hey, grab like a, a buttload of apples. No, what was it? A uh, couple asses for one. That's fine. Okay, a couple asses. That's easy to count. And get like, I don't know, like a... a a, a ton of bread, like a lot of bread, and and then a shitload of raisins, and then like a buttload of fruit. And like, wouldn't that be what you said? I I don't know if people just had more time back then because they counted out exactly a hundred like things of raisins. And I think it seems like it. Otherwise, wouldn't they just say some raisins and some some stuff? You know, like they very specifically say a hundred. So like, hey, count out exactly a hundred ra- bushels of raisin. And, uh, you know, 200 loaves of bread. Anyway, the king said unto Ziba, What meanest thou by these? And Ziba said, The asses be for the king's household to ride on, and the bread and the summer fruit for the young men to eat, and wine that such as be faint in the wilderness may drink. And the king said, Where is thy master's son? And Ziba said unto the king, Behold, he abideth at Jerusalem, for he said, Today shall the house of Israel restore me to the kingdom of my father. Then said the king to Ziba, Behold, Thine are all that pertained unto Mephibosheth. And Ziba said, I humbly beseech thee that that I may find grace in the sight of my lord, O king. So this guy brings him food, um, very precise quantities of food, as I said. And, uh, but but David, the the king is mad at him for that. I don't really know why that is. Um, I think because maybe... His master should have come instead. It said something like that. Anyway, not important because it's the Bible. <laughs> None of it's important. <laughs> uh, I got you guys. Uh, and when <laughs> and when David came to Baharum, behold, that's, I love saying behold. That's my favorite. 400,000 times it says behold in this Bible. Behold, thence came out a man of the family of the house of Saul, whose name was Shimei, uh, the son of Gera. And he came forth and he shimmied on over and cursed still as he came. And he cast stones at David. He doesn't like this guy. And at all the servants of the king of David, uh, the king David, and all the people and all the mighty men were on his right hand and his left. And thus said Shimei, when he shimmied, when he cursed, Come out, come out, thou bloody man, the, thou man of Belial. Uh, the Lord hath returned upon thee all the blood of the house of Saul, in whose stead thou hast reigned. 
the Lord hath delivered the kingdom into the hand of Absalom, um, thy son. And behold, thou art taken in thy mischief because thou art a bloody man. Then said Abishai, the king, so this, there's some naysayer. There's some, somebody's trolling the king really hard and throwing crap out of him. And then said Abishai, the son of Zeruiah, unto the king, why should this dead dog curse my lord the king? Let me go over, I pray thee, and take off his head. And the king said, What have I to do with you, ye sons of Zariah? So let him curse, because the Lord said unto him, Curse David. Who then shall say, Wherefore hast thou done so? And David said unto Abishai and all his servants, Behold, my son, which came forth of my bowels. Sorry, behold, comma, my son, comma, which, <laughs> what if I had to read every comma? But I did mess that one up which came forth out of my bowels, comma, seeketh my life, colon. How much more now may, uh, may this Benjamite do it? Question mark. Let him alone, comma, and let him curse, semicolon, for the Lord hath bidden him. Um, no, I'm not going to keep doing that. But this is interesting because I don't know if, excuse me, I don't know if this is actually his point of view, um, or maybe it is. Maybe David kind of wised up over the years, but he says like, well, that guy's giving me shit because God told him to give me shit, since God is God. So who am I to tell him to not give me shit? Which is a dangerous point of view. I mean, it might be a positive, a good point of view for back then as, as a king, because then maybe you wouldn't like kill people for stuff. But uh, I imagine it's a pretty dangerous point of view to think, well, if someone's doing anything, it's because God told him to do it. So why would I stop them? <laughs> that has that's going to have some some interesting consequences. But but it's kind of an interesting enlightened thing for him to say at the time. You know what I mean? Uh, maybe that's why he's a shitty king and he's getting his ass run out of the kingdom <laughs> because he has these. Um, he's like a philosopher king. Uh, and David said, "No, I already read that. It may be that the Lord." will look on mine affliction and that the Lord will requ- uh, requite me for good for cur- requite me good for his cursing this day. So he's saying maybe that the Lord will be like, look, he took a good cursing. Uh, I'm going to be nice to him. That's what his David's thinking is. And as David and his men went by the way, shimmy, uh, shimmy along down the hillside over <laughs> against him and cursed as he went and threw stones at him and cast dust. And the king and all, if he's in range of dust throwing, then the stones, that's, you know what I mean? Like, if you throw a stone and you don't hit or injure anyone, then the dust is not going to get there, you know? Like, the dust is probably going to go, like, and then blow right back in your face. God damn it. Why did I throw dust? That was the dumbest idea I've ever had. Huh. And, uh, and the king and all the people who were with him came weary and refreshed themselves after that. Um... So that's that's that. And Absalom and all the people, the men of Israel, came to Jerusalem and Ahithopel with him, who was the good counselor guy. And it came to pass when Hushai, the archite, David's friend, was come unto Absalom, that Hushai said unto Absalom, God save the king. God save the king. He says it twice. I didn't just repeat that. And Absalom said unto Hushai, Is this kindness to thy friend? Why wentest thou not with thy friend? So Absalom doesn't really know if he's talking about him or David, because who, you know, whatever. Could be talking about old king, new king, I don't know. And Hushai said to Absalom, Nay, but whom the Lord and his people and all the men of Israel choose, his will I be, and with him will I abide. And again, whom shall I serve? Should I not serve in the presence of his son, as I have served in thy father's presence? So will I be in thy presence. Oh, so this is the imposter that, David sent. Oh, this is the imposter that David talked about. No, this is the imposter that David sent. So he's he's trying to get close to um, uh, Absalom. Uh, then said Absalom to Ahithobel, the good counselor, who's like a badass counselor, give counsel among you what we shall do. And Ahithobel said unto Absalom, go in unto thy father's concubines, which he hath left to keep the house. And all Israel shall hear that thou art abhorred of thy father. Then shall the hands of all that are with thee be strong. Interesting logic. So I guess it's... Damn it. <clears throat> I, it would be nice to have a quick edit button for these yawns, but I just don't... I can't. 
Um, I guess it's like a pretty bad crime to go in onto your father's concubines. Weird. Um, apart from it, even in addition to it being weird, it's a crime, I guess, or it's a bad, it's like an insult. Um, so this genius counselor, camp counselor says, Hey, go, uh, go F your father's concubines. And then the town will know you, you mean business, I guess. I don't know what his logic is there. I think he probably just wanted to let him do that. Like, Hey, I got some advice for you. Um, so they spread Absalom a tent at the top of the house, a special going in unto tent, if you know what I mean. Uh, and, <laughs> and Absalom went in unto his father's concubine in the sight of all Israel. So right in front of everybody. Hey guys, look what I'm doing. This is my father's concubines. I'm in unto him. And the council of Ahithopel, which he counseled in those days, was as if a man had inquired at the oracle of God. So it's saying that's how good his counsel was. Like if someone was talking to God, like that's how good that advice was. I, I don't know that that advice was that good. Um, it's, I don't think it's good or bad. It's just kind of like a thing you could do, you know, like you could go into your father's concubines, but I don't know. Is that accomplishing anything? Uh, and uh, so was all the council of Ahithophel, both with David and with Absalom. So we're going to our last chapter. Okay, we can do this. We can do this, guys. One more terrible chapter. Moreover, Ahithophel said unto Absalom, because he's on a roll with his counsel, he's like, if you thought that was good counsel, let me give you some more good counsel. Let me now choose out 12,000 men, and I will rise and pursue after David this night, and I will come upon him while he is weary and weak-handed, and will make him afraid. We're going <laughs> to dress up in a ghost outfit. We're going to go, boo! Because no one's ever done that before. I just thought of this idea. No one has ever dressed up in a sheet and gone, boo! So it's really going to scare him. Because you imagine the first person to ever, you know, that was probably like the scariest thing in the world to the first person who ever saw it, you know. I don't know <laughs> what I'm talking about. Um, and uh, and we'll make him afraid, and all the people that are with him shall flee. And I will smite the king only. And I will bring back all the people unto thee. The man whom thou seekest is as if all returned. So all the people shall be in peace. And the saying pleased Absalom well, and all the elders of Israel. Then said Absalom, Call now Hushi the archite also, and let us hear likewise what he saith. And when Hushi was come to Absalom, Absalom spake unto him, saying, Ahithophel hath spoken after this manner. Shall we do after his saying? If not, speak thou. And Hushi, so Hushi is the guy who's trying to like take over the council after God sabotages Ahithophel. I'll never remember that name. Ahithophel. That's a terrible name. Maybe that's what gave him the inspiration all his life to be like a, a really smart counselor. He's like, look, no one's ever, he looks in the mirror, he's like, no one's ever going to take you seriously with a name like Ahithophel. They can't even, no one can say that. It sounds like you're having a seizure. So you're going to need to be the best goddamn counselor ever, okay? Every day he would say that to himself. And that's why he was the best, best damn counselor ever. And, um,. Uh, for Hoshe, no one, where am I? Call Hoshe, unless you're likewise. For Hoshe, no, it's the father of men, the big guy. Uh, okay, so Hoshe is giving his alternate, um, counsel. The counsel that Ahithophel hath given you is not good at this time. For, said Hoshe, thou knowest thy father and his men, that they be mighty men, and they be chafed in their minds, as a bear robbed of her whelps in the field. And thy father is a man of war, the card game, and will not lodge with people because he likes to play war on a hill. Behold, he is hid now in some pit or some other place where people won't make fun of him for playing war by himself. And it will come to pass when some of them be overthrown at the first that whosoever heareth, I just read it as heareth, it's clearly heareth and I read heareth, I'm an idiot, that what stupid God, the, yeah, that's what I normally edit out. Stupid. Oh, I'm so dumb. Stop it. Okay. And then I have to collect myself. Um, whosoever heareth it will say, there's a slaughter among the people that follow Absalom. 
And he also that is valiant, whose heart is at the heart of a lion, shall utterly melt. For all Israel knoweth that thy father is a mighty man, and they, they which be with him are valiant men. Therefore I counsel. Therefore, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, <laughs> I counsel that all Israel be generally gathered unto thee, from Dan even to Beersheba, as the sand that is by the sea for multitude, and that thou go to battle in thine own person. So shall we come upon him in some place where he shall be found, and we will light upon him as the dew falleth on the ground. And of him and of all the men that are with him there shall not be left so much as one. Moreover, if he had gotten, if he be gotten into a city, then all then shall all Israel bring ropes to that city, and we will draw it into the river, that there, what, there be not one small stone found there. And, <laughs> seems like terrible advice. If he goes to in, into a city, they're going to use ropes to just pull the city into a river. Is this a children's book? What is? I don't think you can do that, sir. And Absalom and all the men of Israel said, The counsel of Hushai the Archite is better than the counsel of Ahithophel. Ahithophel's got to be like, What are you talking about? That's terrible counsel. That's the word. I haven't heard counsel that terrible since, since first year of counseling school. Jeez, you're going to take the word of this rookie? This rookie counselor over my seasoned, you know, counseling career? I've been a career of counsel. I'm the only person who's a career counselor. I've never done anything else. I've never worked a goddamn job in my life that wasn't counseling someone. And you're going to listen to this newbie tell you to pull cities into rivers. He didn't say any of that, but that's what he was thinking, I think. Um, Then Hushai said unto Zadok and unto Abiathar the priests, thus and thus. God damn it, sorry. Thus and thus did Ahithophel counsel Absalom and the elders of Israel, and thus and thus have I counseled. Now therefore, send quickly, tell, and tell David, say, oh, this is, um, Hophel, whatever the H one was, Hoph, scroll up, Hushai, I wasn't even in the same, Samsonite, I was way off, um, he's telling the spies, like he's just telling the spies what happened, go tell David, here's what happened. Now Jonathan and Ahimaaz uh, stayed by Aragel, for they might not be seen to come into the city. And a winch went and told them, and they went and told King David. Nevertheless, a lad saw them and told Absalom, but they went both of them away quickly and came to a man's house in Baharim, which had a well in his court, whither they went down. And the women took and spread a covering over the well's mouth, and the spread and spread ground corn thereon. So they like hid in a well when someone was going to catch them. Um, and they said, where, and people came and were like, where is Ahamaz and Jonathan? Because they're definitely not in this well that you're covering up very suspiciously. The woman said, well, they're not in this well that I'm, that you just said, you're definitely right about that. They're not in this well that I just covered up for no reason at all. Um, they're not there. They be gone over the brook of water. And when they had sought and could not find them, they returned to Jerusalem. And when it, came to, when it came to pass, after they were departed, that they came up out of the well and went and told King David and said unto David, Arise and pass quickly over the water, for thus hath Ahithophel counseled against you. And David arose. And the people that were with him and passed over Jordan by the morning light, there locked not one of them that was not gone over Jordan. And when Ahithophel saw that his counsel was not followed, he saddled his ass and arose and got him home to his house, to his city, and put his household in order and hanged himself and died and was buried in the sepulcher of his father. So, ah, that's uh, perfectionist much. One time, this guy's counsel was not followed and he hangs himself. He's like, well, I'm just not going to live in a world where my counsel isn't followed 100% of the time, every single time. I'm just not going to live in that world. I won't. I won't do it. And then he hung himself. Hanged himself, I guess, is how you say it. Um, yeah, that's kind of odd. So did did God really need to go to that length? I mean, the guy's offering counsel, and David prayed to God to like offer him bad, you know, make his counsel bad. But he didn't need to kill himself. He just needed to think, like, maybe I should have been an attorney or something or been a, you know, 
worked a desk job or something. Maybe, maybe counseling's not my thing. Maybe um, I should start a small business or, you know, that's why he didn't need to kill himself. What the hell? And it came to pass after they were departed that they came up out of the well. No, did I read? I already read that. Then David came to Manaheim. <laughs> Manaheim. Man- Mahanaim. And Absalom passed over Jordan, and he and all the men of Israel with him. And Absalom made Amasa captain of the host instead of Joab, which was, which Amasa was a man's son, whose name was Ithra, an Israelite, that went in to Abigail, the daughter of Nahash, sister to Zariah, Joab's mother. So Israel and Absalom pitched in the land of Gilead. Uh, and it came to pass, when David was come to Manaheim, Man, I keep doing that wrong. It's M A H A N A A A I M. Letters, words. How would you say that? <laughs> People in the text. How would you say that? they just type the word letters that I just said? Oh, okay. Yeah. Man, Mahanaim, Menen, Mahanaim, and Absalom passed over Jordan, and he and all the men of Israel with him. Uh, so, okay, and I came to pass. Uh, that Shobi, the son of Nahash, of Rabbah, of the king of... Why does everybody have to be of somebody? Just say who they are. God, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry to get angry, but everybody has to be of something. You can't just be... And and dude. Like, just be dude. And dude went, you know? It has to be Shobi, the son of Nahash, of Rabbah, of the children. I don't care. I don't care who is what. Son of whatever. Stupid. God. It's just people had nothing to do back then, so they just had to say, oh, I'm the son of this, of this, of this, of this, from here, from there, who's of there, who's from there. And Machir, the son of Amiel, out of Lodbar, and Barzilla, the Gileadite, of Rogalim. Oh, cool, That now I'm not going to confuse him with the other Barzilla that I know. Bar, Barzillier. <laughs> Brought beds and basins and earthen vessels and wheat and barley and flour, and parched corn and beans and lentils and parched pulse. I don't know what that is. I should have looked that up. And honey and butter and sheep and cheese of kine for David and for the people that were with him to eat. For they said, the people is hungry and weary and thirsty in the wilderness. Done. Okay. Oh, yeah, that was a tough one. Um, all right. Uh, yeah, that's all. That's all there is to it. Another episode. Sorry I missed a week, but I didn't miss this week. And I'm going to keep doing it, and hopefully my my viewer, Belgaroth, thanks for following along, man, or woman, child, dog, I don't know what species you are. Um, uh, and uh, anyone else next time who wants to follow along, it should be on a Wednesday. I'm not going to... Should I let the cat out of the bag that this is Thursday? I don't know. I, I missed yesterday. I tried to get to her and it didn't. But the important thing is it should usually be on a Wednesday, and whatever the case, I will definitely post to Facebook before I'm going to broadcast in case you want to watch. And it's cool if you don't, watch it later. Just listen. That's fine. Um, like 0.01% of all my listeners are watching right now. So that's, you know, you don't have to watch right now. It's just an elite, really cool listener like, you know, Belgaroth and whoever the other two people that are that I don't know, that I don't see on here. Um, enough of my ramblings. Um as usual, please check out F this podcast. It's really funny. Um, and I'm sure a super fan like Belgrath has already written me an iTunes review. But if not, please do. Um, it's really nice of you, uh, those who do. I really appreciate it. Gotten some really good reviews. I've gotten some good emails. Um, and, you know, I love it. I read every single one. I try to re- respond to everyone. I apologize if, if I've ever missed anybody. Um, but, uh, yeah, I just, I really appreciate that, appreciate that stuff. And, uh, it's awesome. And, uh, yeah, that's all I got. Facebook, like, like me on Facebook, facebook.com slash T and the B and I'll see you next week. Thank you very much.